0: In 1995, they started a project to bring the wolves back in the Yellowstone Park and introduce them as part of the park's ecosystem. It has been shown that restoring the wolves to the Yellowstone area will help lead to greater biodiversity throughout the Yellowstone Park. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads Podcast. Today, I want to go to the United States and want to talk a little bit about Yellowstone and in particular, Yellowstone National Park. I know Yellowstone has recently been on the news quite a bit because parts of the park have been closed, but if you do have the chance to go to Yellowstone and the park is not closed or you're able to go see the entire park, it is definitely an area that is worth it. It's a beautiful area. I have been there several times to that part of the United States. You know, some people ask themselves and they want to know, well, you know, can I go see Yellowstone without a car? You know, certainly, you know, having a car in Yellowstone is easier because there are, you know, lots of places you can drive, especially if you like to drive, if you want to be independent. You know, it, it, it just is easier to have a car in Yellowstone and to go and see all the things that maybe you want to see or the things that you hope to be able to see there. But if you're not able to have a car, you don't want to drive, then, you know, of course you can, you can see Yellowstone without a car because there's no taxi services, there's shuttle services, there's, um, you can bicycle around. You can walk. You can hike. There's lots of different options and things that you can do to be able to go through to Yellowstone without having a car. There's some um, blogs that we've written about this, which airports you can fly into. Which you know, Yellowstone actually does have an airport. It's a small airport. It's not open all year round. There's only certain flights that go into it. It's. You know they do have a small rental car agency there, but it's only a mile or two away from the Yellowstone Park. You know, so if you're going to be flying, you know, especially Delta or United Airlines, and you know you're going to be flying through Salt Lake or uh, Denver, which is the cities where the uh, they fly out of or fly into then, you know, it might be a great option for you to just fly up to Yellowstone there, get a car rental from them there, or don't even get a car rental. Use a taxi, use a shuttle service and get in to see the park. You know, one of the things that we recommend is that you should plan your trip ahead of time. If you're going to visit a place like Yellowstone, you kind of want to know where you're going, what you're doing, and what you want to see. It's a vast park. It it takes a lot to be able to see everything there, especially as a lot of it has to do with hiking or going into the woods and, and you know, you know seeing the woods area and other places like that. It's going to take time. You know, if all you're going to do is just drive on the roads, you're not going to see very much. Where you're going to see most of the stuff is going to be out into the nature. And that's what Yellowstone really is about. It's about getting into the nature. It's getting into the hiking. It's getting in to see, you know, the wonderful nature that's there. One of the things I want to talk about that a lot of people go to Yellowstone to try to see is the black wolf. And it's quite an interesting history about this black wolf, because usually wolves are gray or wolves are white. And in fact, the more up north you get, the wolves are usually white because they're white because it camouflages against the snow, or they're gray because it camouflages against their surroundings. But in Yellowstone, there's a wolf, which is kind of a black wolf. And right now, the wolves in Yellowstone are like 50-50 black and 50-50 kind of this gray. You know, some people ask, well, where did the black wolf come from? And um, one of the Yellowstone uh, biologists said... You can thank humans and our pets for adding black to the color palette of wolves. Humans bring domestic dogs across about 7,000 years ago, and they brought these dogs that had black coat colored genes in them. And some of these dogs bred with wild wolves somewhere in the area of the Yukon. And this gene got into wild wolf populations. So actually, you know, when you see these black wolves... Um, way, way back thousands of years ago, they came from some domesticated dogs, which is sort of an, um, interesting side note. There are these wolves that are there. You know, for many years, there weren't any wolves in Yellowstone because when the, when the settlers came out to the West and they started to, you know, have their ranches and other things, you know, there in the Western part of the United States, the wolf, of course, was their enemy. So they set traps, they had poison, they shot the wolves, they killed the wolves because the wolves were essentially killing their livestock or their livelihood. The wolf was the enemy to the settlers. So they were actually for a while, they were almost extinct. There were not very many wolves in this area at all. But the Yellowstone started to reintroduce the wolves into the population of the park. And the reason is, is because this population of wolves was becoming extinct and now they are not. So in 1995, they started a project to bring the wolves back in the Yellowstone Park and introduce them as part of the park's ecosystem. It has been shown that restoring the wolves to the Yellowstone area will help lead to greater biodiversity throughout the Yellowstone Park. So this, again, is kind of a bit of an example of how maybe, you know, we as humans have come and messed up with the um, Yellowstone Park area and we've changed the biodiversity of the park and we've changed the park itself. And that we need to be able to reintroduce to get the biodiversity or to get the ecosystem of the park to be more balanced because, you know, the wolves have their place within this entire, um, you know, you could say maybe this animal kingdom that is in this park. So if you happen to go to Yellowstone and you happen to be lucky enough to see a wolf and especially a black wolf, you know, stay clear away, you know, wolves of course can be a a dangerous animal, but do try to get close enough to take a photo now, we want to mention here, if you're going to visit any of the U.S. national parks, and especially Yellowstone, if you're going to be out hiking or doing other things, you really want to download the U.S. National Park app. And if you go to onto my blog, we'll put a link below. We can send you a link to where you can download this app. This is important because this app will also tell you you know, where you can go, what you can do. They will give you advice. If you're looking for tours, they have a list of tour companies you can join, shuttle services, and also if there's any type of danger or anything that's happening in the park, they will let you know. So it's really important if you're not used to being out in nature, you don't know the Yellowstone area, that you download the National Park app. And of course, we always recommend that, especially if you're traveling from overseas or somewhere else, that you have a U.S. phone in case you need to make an emergency that you can call. You know, people do get lost in the national parks all the time. Even Americans get lost. Uh, You know, they're sometimes, you know, found months later, um, you know, dead somewhere because they ran out of water, they ran out of food, or they just simply got lost. So you really want to be sure that you are checking, um, that you have the national park app, that you have a phone, that you have all your safety, all your equipment, everything that you know exactly where you're going and where you're going to be trekking in that you don't try to do something crazy where you could end up losing your life in the process. If you are a fan of Yellowstone and you, you know, haven't yet had the opportunity to go there, you're not able to go there, You know, one of the great ways that we recommend that you can do this, we've talked about this before in our podcast quite a bit on uh, different parts of the world. One way is through the Conquer Virtual Challenge which also has a Yellowstone challenge. And it's a challenge which I'm presently doing now. And one of my favorite things about it is you can go on and you can go on to the Google Maps and you can kind of see where you are and you can get a feel for the area. It's a great way to be able to get a feel for Yellowstone if you're planning to travel there. If you're you know um, making a trip there, they will send you postcards along the way to tell you about where you're traveling, the sites that you are seeing. And I highly recommend um, this you know, the Conquer Virtual Challenge, if you're going to go to some part of the world and you just want to learn something more, it's a great way to be able to get in your exercise, to get in your walking, or to get in your swimming or your cycling or whatever exercise you like to do. And at the same time, to be able to see and understand part of the world. Each time you, you know, do your miles in your own home, or if you go outside and walk, you put the miles in and then the app will tell you each time you pass an important landmark or a site. So it's a great way for you to build prepare for your travel. If you decide that you want to go to the Yellowstone area. If you have the opportunity to travel there in person, we highly recommend it. It's a great place to travel. It's a beautiful part of the United States. It may not be a part you want to travel in winter unless you really are a cold person and you love The winter and you want to see yellowstone during the winter months Uh, there can be lots of snow there it you know roads can get closed of course the yellowstone airport is not even open in the winter time you'd have to travel into one of the other airports but it is a beautiful place to travel in the spring and the fall and of course during the summer months this is anita from the dusty roads podcast thank you so much for listening We truly do appreciate you listening to us, and we appreciate you coming along with us on the dusty roads of life and living your life as a global citizen. Check out our blog, at A Bus on a Dusty Road. We have lots of great information about many parts of the world. And we want to thank our production crew, Rico in particular, for helping us with this podcast, and thank you so much for listening. We realize that without you, this would not be possible.